it is my duty to go on this search for truth. It is my duty to share that with you. And it is my duty to sit here day in and day out and stand in my truth, love myself, choose love, and tell you every single day, I love you. You can do this. Welcome home to the Tiny Hat Energy Podcast. My name is Amaris, and my commitment is to be radically vulnerable as I share my story, energy, and love with the intention it will help you as you journey through life. I am on a mission to help create a new world of love where space is saved for everyone's tiny hat energy. My name for the energy present when we embody our most loving, vulnerable, and authentic self. Together, we will walk through both immense suffering from trauma, addiction, incarceration, grief, and mental health, and immeasurable joy from overcoming suffering, finding my tiny hat energy, and living once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Every moment of my life has been a gift from grace calling me home to my natural state of love. After almost taking my life in a desperate attempt to stop suffering, I finally woke up and answered that call. I welcome you to join me on this journey of learning, unlearning, healing, and loving. I'm so grateful and humbled that the universe brought you here with me today, and I love you. Namaste and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is titled Reborn, A Search for Truth, and buckle up because this episode is going to be vulnerable, intense, and filled with a lot of truth. I am going to talk about a living funeral ceremony that I participated in recently that coincides with me changing my name at the start of this year, and I'm going to talk about 2023 and what the last radical timeline shift year of my life has looked like. I'm going to talk about this search for truth and how in the last week my entire life has changed, my entire life trajectory has changed, and what I'm finding through that. And I'm going to talk about the concepts of transparency and awareness because those are the two things that keep us separated. Those are the two things that keep us controlled by governments and religions and fear and all of the things that are enslaving humanity right now. And then I'm going to talk about 2024 and what this year looks like because big things are coming this year. My dharma, my mission, my soul's purpose is really unfolding and this is the year. And I'm going to get really vulnerable about the fact that I'm going to be a millionaire this year. I'm going to talk about truth and my spiritual journey and what truth means and what I'm finding in that and encourage you to walk through all of this with me. Look back on your 2023, look forward on your 2024, and most importantly, ask yourself, who am I? That is the single most important question, in my opinion, that we can ask to catapult not only our consciousness and our awareness and our spiritual growth, but to bring us out of those states of fear and slavery to the system and to governments and to religions and help us take our power back. All of my episodes up to this point, take your power back, speak your truth. It all comes from that. And the way that we do that is obviously with God, love, and truth, but through awareness, through transparency, and as I'm always saying, through authenticity and vulnerability. So getting started with this living funeral. A living funeral is basically a ceremony where you confront your mortality and you sit with that, something that most people wouldn't voluntarily do. The facilitator creates an actual in loving memory, your photos, your birthday, your death date. You sit down and write your last words. You read them aloud. It's very ceremonial. You lay down and meditate and the facilitator walks you through physically dying and then covers you with a shroud and then ceremonially brings you back to life. 
And then we went through a purity water ceremony where we washed each other's hands. It was all beautiful and emotional. And I got to do it alongside my partner and my three closest friends here in San Diego, the community that we've been building here, to really sit with and write out your last words and think about like, what would my wishes be and what would that look like? And what would I say if I had an opportunity was really impactful. And I took this very seriously because as I mentioned in my intro, I just recently changed my name. My name is Amaris and I have been sitting on this name for months and there's a really big backstory here that I think is really important because I'm asking you to sit with who are you and think of your identity. It's really important that you understand how this journey came to be. I have never loved my name. I loved the meaning of my birth name. My birth name, Amanda, means the one to be loved. And this is really important because a part of my search for truth has been understanding language and the impact of language and that words matter and words have power. And there's nothing more powerful in your destiny than your name. So Amanda means the one to be loved. And that accurately portrays my destiny up until this point. I was constantly seeking to be loved. It was the only thing that I wanted. It was the only thing that I felt like I was missing and mattered. I never felt loved. That name kind of bred into my identity. My relationship with the parent who picked that name has been really challenging throughout my life. And something that's come of that relationship is this constant ingraining into my psyche that I am theirs and you know, I am their child and in like an ownership sense. And so as I went on my journey this last year, a huge part of my healing was finding my own identity. When I was in prison seven and a half years ago, you don't go by your name because that's part of the indoctrination of the system. They only call you by your last name and your prison number. And my maiden last name was Sam's. And so everyone in prison called me Sam. And for those two years of my life, Everyone that I met in that time frame, all of my friends from prison, they call me Sam. They do not call me Amanda. They never have. That was my first chance at like trying on a different name and I loved it. It felt great to be separated from this identity and this old way of thinking and this name that I didn't choose. When I got out of prison, I kind of just out of fear and not having confidence in myself and I didn't really like Sam and I was like, well, what name would I pick? And I just let it go and went back to using my regular name. And so I've been seeing in the spiritual space and friends and whatnot for two, three years now, people going by different names and changing their names. And I started having a second name, if you will, for our lifestyle journey. And so I've actually been using two names for years, not amorous, but I've been using two names. It was actually Sammy was the one that I used. Last year, I really started to sit with, I really want to do this. It feels good. It feels aligned. And I like the essence of the the love part of my name. I really like that part. But this, the one to be loved and just Amanda in general, a very basic name didn't resonate with me. And so I started doing research on names and destiny and names around love. And Amorous came to me. And Amorous means the one filled with love, compassion, and empathy. So it's no longer the one looking to be loved. It's the one filled with love. Because my 2023 in one summary is self-love. I found love for myself. I found my identity. I remembered who I was. And to be the one filled with love versus the one looking for love 
is so incredibly perfect and also that it adds compassion and empathy because that's something that I have really tried to embody this last year. The last piece for me really was I started researching your name in terms of spirituality and your soul. And a take that I read about that really resonated with me is we as souls choose everything before we come down here and incarnate. We choose all of our life catalysts, all of our challenges, because this is earth school. We're here to learn. And so we choose everything except for one thing, and that's our name. Our parents choose our name. And it's interesting to me because when you're a newborn, you can't possibly know what your destiny is and what you want it to be. And I personally think every single person should get to pick their own name. Maybe on your 18th birthday, you get like one free name change. I know several people who've changed their name. One of my parents have changed their name. I love this name. It feels amazing. It feels like me now. Amanda is gone. That person, that personality, that mind is dead. I spent the last year working to kill that and overcome that. And so how perfect and beautiful coming into this year after this massive rebirth with my new name, finally having the self-love and the courage to embody that. And so that's my new name. I would love it if you would support me on this journey and I save space for that's going to be an adjustment for some people, especially if you've been in my life for a long time. But that is my new name and I am changing it and I love it. It works for me and I would encourage you as we move through this episode, this is the first challenge of who are you? I hear so many people say, I don't like my name. They go by nicknames. They don't want to use their real name. They use abbreviated names. Change it. You do not have to use the name that you were given at birth, especially if you've gone through radical growth and change. Your name is your destiny. It is your identity here on this earthly plane. It should resonate for you. And so if you are listening to this and you've ever thought about changing your name or you go by a different name, I would really encourage you to lean into that. I'm so glad that I have the self-love and the courage today to finally change my name. And I am so grateful that I got the experience of participating in this living funeral. I got to do it next to my partner. I now have my in loving memory with the birth and death date and the photos of me taped up on my wall to always remind me that that version, that person, that past is gone. There's only the now and there's only amorous and there's only who I choose to be today. Getting into this summary of 2023 and this radical shift in my life, I want you to understand that a year ago, I hated myself. I hated my life. My partner and I were separated. My life was in shambles. I had just left my six-figure matrix nine-to-five job because that life wasn't resonating with me anymore. I had no purpose. I was completely lost. I knew nothing about what my life was going to look like. Everything around me was crumbling. And today, I love myself. I have a beautiful partnership with my partner. I have purpose. I have completely changed every single thing about my being and my heart and my soul and my awareness. And I have a beautiful relationship with God, source, creator. You can have that too. Your life can radically change in days. It is so possible to create the life of your wildest dreams. If you had told me a year ago that I would be sitting here today in my RV 
somewhere in California in the wilderness recording this podcast with the love and confidence and purity that I have in my life today, I would never have believed it. Looking back on 2023, as messy and change-filled and challenging as that year was, it was the best year of my life. I traveled all over the world from Iceland to Jamaica to Costa Rica to Belize. I had once-in-a-lifetime experiences. I got to see the northern lights. I overcame all of my fears. I'm afraid of heights? Well, I guess I'm going paragliding and parasailing and base jumping off of a bridge swam with sharks in the Great Barrier Reef in the open ocean. I went to Iceland, the person who hated cold more than anything in the world, and hiked up mountains to glaciers and geothermal rivers. I lived so much last year and I learned so much. I would encourage you, if you haven't done that yet, if you haven't taken the time to explore yourself, do it now. The time is now. The best thing that I ever did was completely wipe the slate of who I was. As difficult as I think that was for a lot of my loved ones because I became a completely different person, I know that today I am my authentic self. I am my tiny hat inner child embodied. Even though it doesn't resonate with everyone and not everyone understands it, and even though some of my family members are convinced that I'm crazy and I'm on drugs and I'm in a cult, that's okay with me. I don't care what anybody thinks anymore because I'm aligned with me and I'm aligned with God and that's all that matters. Truth is truth. You don't have to defend truth. Truth is felt. My hope and my prayer is that every single one of you listening to this reaches a point where you can stand there and look yourself in the mirror, hug yourself and say, I freaking love you because I love you and God's source creator loves you. It all starts with loving ourselves. And so whatever you need to do to make that happen, go make that happen. You can radically change your life. It all comes down to a choice. It all comes down to asking, who am I? Who do I want to be? Am I this person that works for someone else at a nine to five that I don't like going out and wasting my time buying consumerism products to make me happy, changing my physical appearance to make me feel worthy? Or am I someone who does the work, who looks deep, who goes into those shadows, who goes and finds that inner child and pulls them out of that room and holds them while they cry, who is not afraid to show their emotions and who has healthy relationships and boundaries and self-love? Because that's the journey, y'all. That's what I hope for you. Moving into this search for truth, I have been on a mission this last few weeks and it's been building for the last two years. It has been two years since my spiritual awakening started. It was January of 2022 when we discovered Aaron Abke and his videos on YouTube. Aaron is an incredible spiritual teacher. He talks on a multitude of topics. I highly recommend it changed my life and it was all centered around oneness and how we are all connected and we are all part of one greater consciousness and that we all have divinity in us. And of course, religions and governments don't want you to know that. Why would they want you to know that you're powerful and infinite and you can create your own reality and you can manifest things and you don't need anyone or anything else because you literally have the light of God within you? This search for truth has kind of become my new path. (laughs) 
I am learning Hebrew because I want to personally read the original Hebrew Bible, specifically the Torah, specifically the first five books of the Bible, the ones written by Moses, because the Bible is probably the most altered and translated text on the planet. And so many religions and so many people have gotten their hands on it that we're not even reading the real Bible anymore. How can I possibly know what truth is and what my beliefs are and where my spirituality and relationship with God lies if I'm not even reading the truth? That's my new fun project. I have been diving really deep into the systems of governments and religions and how essentially the Roman Catholic Church many years ago took over and changed religion and changed the Bible and changed all of these things. Just really asking, okay, God, source, creator, what is truth? Show me. I am willing to study and do the work. Because outside of being handed a Bible or a religion or stumbling on a Bible or a religion, have you actually studied these things? Have you actually read the real original Bible? I know I haven't. I've read a Bible cover to cover, not the original. And so I'm also reading a metaphysically translated Bible to kind of get that essence of the Bible's not meant to be taken word for word. I am personally not in line with religion. It's really just this search for truth, and that goes far beyond religion. It's also this search for truth on the systems and the governments and all of the things that are going on in the world because the truth is, y'all, we have completely been enslaved. We have completely been brainwashed and indoctrinated into this system. Sit down and think for a second that we actually condone war. That is not spiritual. That is not love. That is not in line with moving into this new world of peace and love. That's the only way humanity survives. Your children are not going to have a planet to live on if we don't stop what we're doing. We cannot consume animal products at the rate that we are. We cannot poison our world at the rate that we are. It is not possible anymore. Our planet is dying. And if you can't wake up to that truth and you can't accept that we are all a part of this problem, we have to do something different. I am on a search for truth. And so what I'm going to do is sit here and research these things and find the truth and find answers on how did we get here and how do we get out and share that with you all because knowledge is power and it's through awareness and through being aware of what's happening, being aware of how our government is literally poisoning us, through being aware of how we can change this and move into a new world, a new world based on love and not fear, a new world based on transparency and not corruption, a new world based on freedom and not control. That's how we get out of this. One of the biggest words here is transparency. I was reading an incredible text the other night and they were talking about how transparency is the way out for us. We all say like, oh, we don't talk about money because that's personal and we don't talk about it. But that came from the system, from governments and corrupt leaders not talking about money so that we wouldn't know that they were cheating and lying and stealing. It's through transparency that we move out of this. That's why I'm coming on here today and sharing this is the year that we become millionaires. And I do not say that from ego or to boast. I say that with complete humility and gratitude. It is because of 
the work that we've done this last year. It is because of joining a financial collective to learn about credit and investing and crypto and all of these things. It is because we are selling our house. It is because we made smart financial decisions and educated ourselves on not getting into debt and living within our means and saving that we're able to be in this place. It all comes back to crypto. And I understand the media has brainwashed everyone and everything to believe crypto is dangerous. It's not regulated. It's not safe. Crypto is the future. That's just the truth. The financial system is going to collapse. It's not if, it's when. Look at how much debt we are in. Look at how devalued the dollar is, which the dollar isn't even real money. It's not backed by anything anymore now that we're not on the gold standard. I digress. Look around. Look at what's happening. We cannot keep going on this route. At some point, we will have to change the system, and that includes the financial system. Crypto is decentralized. It's a digital currency. And I'm here to tell you, I was investing in the stock market for a couple of years, and I was lucky. And I'm sure most of you can relate to this with your retirement accounts and any investments you have. You're happy to get 5, 10, 15, maybe 20%. I think 5% is kind of the average goal that most agencies go for. In not even six months of being in crypto, I am up well over 50%. This next year, with the Bitcoin halving and with the ETFs that are going to be approved and with major banks, I mean, look into it, y'all. Major banks are moving into crypto. Major investment funds are moving into crypto. It is the future. And I know personally many people who have made millions and millions of dollars. Do you need to know what you're doing? Yes, you need to do your research. You need to have aligned energetics. You need to invest in safe cryptocurrencies. That is the gift that God is giving us because that money is going to go to building our sanctuary, is going to go to help people. And when your energetics are aligned and you do the work and you choose God and you choose love, abundance flows to you. Money just comes to me. I get random checks all the time. Checks in the mail from insurance companies. Checks in the mail from, oh, you overpaid on this. I got a random $600 check the other day for some stock lawsuit that I didn't sign up for, but I guess a stock I owned had a lawsuit and I won 600 bucks. I got a check for $250 the other day. Abundance is flowing and that is, I am in an energetic alignment with that and so it's coming to me. Every bit of free money that comes to me, I have committed to putting into my ministry. And so because I do that, that keeps flowing to me. And all of this is shared to show you transparency because I get asked this question, where do you get money? Where is your money coming from? Smart financial decisions. We have not had any debt outside of our house, obviously, for years. We lived within our means. We saved tens of thousands of dollars. We were both making six figures and we worked a second job to save even more. We didn't have big fancy cars. We didn't have big fancy things. We didn't constantly get a bigger, newer house, a bigger, newer car. We learned. We learned how to invest. We learned crypto. And we got in at the prime time because that is what was aligned for our path and because we're going to use this money to help people. Looking at 2024, this is going to be a big year, y'all. I am finally writing my book. I have had this calling for 15 years. I have been ignoring this for so long. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do that. I am really digging into this ministry and what does this look like 
prison is definitely it. It is definitely going into prisons and teaching people meditation and yoga and basic spiritual principles and taking in a metaphysical Bible and saying, hey, here's a way that you can actually translate this and use this to help your life today. Incarceration is a crime against humanity. And if you read the Bible, it says in there multiple times, it is completely against God's law. It's immoral in so many ways. No human being or government owns another human being and has a right to incarcerate them. And I know, well, what about murderers and what about... We currently live in a world where we're controlled by fear and we're living in separation and we're unconscious. None of us remember that we are divine. None of us remember that we are all connected. None of us remember these things. 99.9% of humanity is asleep. That's why those things are happening. When we awaken and we have awareness, do no harm becomes your nature. You are not living in a state of trauma. You are not living in a state of crime. You are not living in a state of addiction and mental health and all of these things. So those don't exist. Getting back to it, going into prisons and reminding these people, you are free because your freedom is in your mind. You control your freedom. It doesn't matter where you are and what government has decided to imprison you against your will, you are free. And not a lot of people are doing that. And not a lot of people are doing that from a consciousness and spiritual perspective. And my time in prison and what I'm doing now it has been made very clear to me that that's my calling. In the first month that my ministry was formed, I made a commitment because I heard something radical that someone else did, that every meal that I ate for the rest of my life, I would donate a meal. And in the last month, my ministry has donated almost 900 meals, which is far more than a meal for my meal and my partner's meal combined and then some. I was able to adopt four different families who had a single parent and most of them the other parent was either deceased or incarcerated. I recently started just this week a new thing where I'm going to go to places like Goodwill and the Salvation Army and buy up as much clothes as possible and then take them to shelters because that's where they're needed and that's where they belong. Goodwill is a business. Please, if you are listening to this, stop donating your things to Goodwill. Google a local shelter. There are organizations that will take furniture for the houseless getting housed. There are women's shelters, children's shelters, all kinds of shelters that will gladly take your items and they will actually go for free into the hands of people who need them. I heard something really amazing in a sermon I was listening to where they were talking about how we all can, you know, donate to Meals on Wheels or go dump our things at Goodwill. Okay, job done. I did my good deed. But where is that money actually going? That is so much different than going to the grocery store, buying food and delivering it to a shelter or a food bank, taking those clothes to an actual place where they're going to do good. We have to do better. We have to help people. And food, clothing, shelter, water, and prison, those are the five things that God in the Bible says and even if you don't believe in the Bible, this is just basic human decency. Those are the five things that we can do to help our fellow people on this planet. So I would really encourage you to ask yourself, who am I showing up as? In what ways have I positively impacted others this year? What am I grateful for? And how can I carry those things into my future? Because it starts with us. Just like my Holy Moments episode, Every single act of kindness, every single holy moment, every single act of service reverberates out. 
as you sit with a question today, the big challenge of this episode of who am I? What's my identity? What do I want to show up as? What do I believe in? I would really encourage you to ask yourself about service. How are you serving others? The more that you give to others, the more that will be given to you. The universe likes to return that favor. The universe has your back. When you provide for others, abundance flows to you in ways you could not even possibly comprehend. In addition to my ministry and writing my book, I am going all in onto this search for truth. I am committed to doing what it takes to educate myself and research and figure out truth about these things and then sharing them with you all. And I'm going to have episodes titled Truth About and then a subject where I'm just going to say, here's what I'm researching right now and here's actual factual evidence of truth about this, this system or this thing to help bring awareness to you, to help show you what you may not be seeing, to help bring light into these things that have been in the dark, like our corrupt systems, because those systems need to die. And those systems only survive because we are unaware and we are silent. And it's through banding together and choosing love and helping each other and exposing these systems that we make a difference. We are keeping up on this journey in the RV and getting back on the road soon. From this ministry journey to this deep search for truth to writing my book to coming into this abundance and building our sanctuary and building our businesses even further and what's been coming of that. It is going to be an amazing year. 2024 is the year of eight. I happen to be my life path number. This is all numerology is an eight. Eight is abundance. Eight is money. Eight is career. Eight is success. So not only is that my life path number, we're now in the year of the number eight of abundance. Last year was the year seven. Last year was about looking in. Last year was about self-healing, self-love, self-work, all that internal. Well, this year is about external and this year is going to be a wild year. And I'm going to talk about it in future episodes between it being that big political year that we all know and several other things going on behind the scenes that you may not be aware of. We are looking at some really big stuff this year. We could potentially see history altering changes for this planet as we move into that, as I move into this new phase of my life, as I move into embodying amorous, my loving, vulnerable, authentic conscious, healed self as I move into this mission of helping others and choosing love and being on this search for truth, I invite you to come along. I invite you to ask yourself, who am I? How am I helping humanity? What kind of legacy do I want to leave? What kind of planet do I want to leave for my children? Do I want to keep being a victim? Do I want to keep being asleep? Do I want to keep being unhappy? Do I want to keep working for someone else? Or do I want to finally take a stand? Do I want to finally take my power back and choose love and do the inner work and move forward? Something that was said to me recently, a family member of mine told me, I wish you would just go back to how you were a few years ago. You know... I don't. And it's so sad that people are so afraid of change and are so afraid of the narratives their mind tell them that they would rather somebody go back to being unhappy, asleep, numb, away from God, 
I'm not going back because this is me and this is my truth and this is truth. This is the world we live in and you can keep ignoring and avoiding that. It's not going away. It's going to get louder. More people are waking up. More people are realizing, wait a minute, war is never the answer. Wait a minute, where are all my tax dollars going? Wait a minute, why is this healthcare system making me sicker? Wait a minute, why is my food being poisoned? Those are realities, and more and more people are asking that. And so this movement, this spiritual awakening, this great awakening is happening, and you get to choose which side of history you're going to be on. And I have been sitting here playing small, and that's something that was brought to me this last week, and that's something that I put to rest at my living funeral yesterday. No more playing small. No more being worried about people thinking I'm crazy. No more being worried about anything. Because something that was told to me this week was when you have consciousness or you have awareness or you are blessed with something and you don't share it with others, it becomes a curse. It is your duty to share that. And so it is my duty to go on this search for truth. It is my duty to share that with you. And it is my duty to sit here day in and day out and stand in my truth, love myself, choose love, and tell you every single day, I love you, you can do this, and encourage you, figure out who you are. Start somewhere. Do something different. Every single day, just do something new. Learn something new. Start doing your own research. Start meditating. Whatever resonates for you, just do something. I love you all so much. I'm so grateful that you're here. Please share this with someone that you think it will resonate with. And please know love is always the answer. Always choose love. You can't go wrong with love. And remember, we are all one. We are all connected. We are all in this together. 